0: Episode 113 Hair Covering and Shadows with Elie Sheva Storch, Part 2. Welcome to the First Year Married Podcast, where we get real about building the marriage of your dreams. I'm marriage coach Kayla Levin, and I take newly married and engaged women from anxious and insecure to confident and connected through practical tips, real-life inspiration, and more than a little self-awareness along the way. Welcome back, friends. If you haven't caught part one of my episode with ellie sheva storage i definitely recommend you go and check that out we are picking up right where we left off going from the hair buying process to the maintenance process and i basically asked her all the questions of things that i just have no clue how to do (laughs) problems that i would had, questions that i would had going through the whole process of owning a Sheetal. So I know you're going to find this one to be super valuable. Enjoy. She's such a cutie pie. I will make sure to link in her information in the show notes. So if you want to follow up with her, ask her questions, she's selling Sheetal. She's taking care of Sheetals. You'll find that all there. All right. Enjoy. So she's found her way. She took her time. She asked her friends and potentially her husband also after some priming, (laughs) now she's starting to work with a stylist and i guess sometimes correct me if i'm wrong sometimes that person might be the same person who sold her the wig sometimes it's not right Uh um i know in atlanta you're you're the one stop shop (laughs) you're one of the ones i guess we have we have like yeah there's there's a couple there's a few how okay so basically here's the question i feel like from the customer's perspective yeah I don't know exactly what she needs to do. I don't know. You know, there's all these like do it yourself tutorials online. Maybe I should just be doing it myself. Right. And like, if I'm not happy with what comes back, how do I distinguish between one of three scenarios that a, I wasn't clear enough in what I wanted. B, we're just not a fit or C maybe she's actually not very good at what she does, which maybe I don't need to know between B and C, but how do I know if it's kind of how the communication is going with us or if if like this is just a person I should sort of move on from and try and find someone who's a better fit.
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, those are all great questions and it's definitely important in your journey of staying with a wig stylist. Just to be clear that the longer you're with a wig stylist, meaning kind of like a first date where you're not gonna like knock them off after just the first date everyone says, give it another shot, you know? I would definitely say that about a wig stylist also because when I get a new customer, I don't automatically know how they wear their wig. I don't automatically know how they like their bangs, where the part lays, what kind of wave they want, right? So there is some process in getting to know your customer and getting to know her and how she, how she likes it. And how she, now, at this point already, um, you know, I've been doing this work in this community for four years. I have some customers that drop off, pick up. I don't see them. You know, I call, I have one specific customer who I love pieces and I call her my stealth customer because she literally like sends a kid with her wigs to my door and sends her kid to pick them up. And I know how she likes them then at this point, right? But the first time I did them, did I know exactly? No. And the second time, so the first time she came and we would sit and tweaked it a little bit. Um, and that's also very important. I always offer the opportunity if, you know, most of my customers take me up on it for that final touch up where they come, they sit in the chair and we just make sure that the bang is looking right and the waves are the way you want them, the part is in the right spot. But there's definitely a, a process of, you know, one or two two or three washing sets before we know, okay, this is I know how you know, like your wig now, you know? So there's a basic element of communication, a hundred percent that's necessary. So you wanna be able to say to your wig stylist, I like the part in X, Y, Z spot. Now also just while we're talking about parts, a good stylist doesn't move the part when they're washing the wig. So your part should never be moved from when you dropped it off and picked it up unless you specified that specifically. Um, but the washing process does not move the part. And just to explain to her everything that you like, you know, I like it. Beachy, although I I laugh when I say the word beachy because everybody has a different definition of their head of what beachy is. (laughs) So there is an element of me kind of learning my customers and what beachy means to them. So I kind of have to translate that. And I do for the most part. But do they want it straight? Do they want more volume? Do they want it flatter on top? And these are things that it is your responsibility to communicate to your stylist. At the same time, your stylist should be asking you, how do you like it set, etc." If you've stuck with a stylist for two or three times and consistently every time you get your way back and you're not happy with it and it's not working for you or alternatively, the style is falling out really quickly, then that could be a sign that that's not the right stylist for you. And it would be completely understandable for you to go ahead and find yourself another stylist. And again, I'm the stylist, but I'm gonna be the first one to say that you need to be happy with the product you're picking up. You need to be happy with the work you're doing. I actually had one incident and this only happened, this, this happened one time, but I had a customer and I was, you know, working on her wig. We were sitting with, it, and this is after I did the wash and set, right? I do the wash and set in my studio, in my salon, and then you come and we sit with it for a few minutes. And I was probably sitting with her, it was already a half an hour. And I was working on the Bing and I was trying to get the Bing exactly the way she liked it. And I was working on it, I was working on it, work, working on it, and a half an hour is a long time for that just five minute touch up in the chair. And finally, I just looked at her and I said, you know, so-and-so, it seems to be that I'm not able to get the being the way you like it. I sincerely apologize. I won't charge you for the wash and set. I can, you know, suggest and recommend that you go to so-and-so, you know, another wig stylist in the neighborhood. Maybe she'll be able to get it the way you want it. But it seems to be that maybe we just aren't the right fit. And that actually happened. And it was totally fine. You know, we were on good terms and that was the way it was. But as a stylist, I had to I had to accept the fact, you know, I could have been sitting there for another hour and a half trying to get the bang she liked it. And the reasons it didn't come out the way she wanted, I have no idea. But at the end of the day, I needed to own up to the fact that I wasn't getting her the product she wanted. And I had to back that and give her the, the opportunity to opt out. Mm-hmm. Um, So it is, it's definitely a two-way street, you know, from the consumer and the stylist. And like you said, communication is very
0: important. And I think this also goes back a bit to like really taking the time to get to know a wig that you're buying. Because when you find out from the person who's selling it to you, then if you take that time, you'll find out like, you should know that this wig will really hold a curl or this wig won't, or this wig is always going to have, you know, like a lot of hair and it's not going to ever give you that really flat look or vice versa, right? And- (laughs) Um, I think that like, if you know your wig well enough, then you kind of can have realistic expectations of what you're asking for from the person styling it.
1: Exactly, yeah, and, and if you, again, if you come, if you purchase your wig with the time and space that you need, having been educated, like you said, uh, a wig that's naturally straight where the hair is naturally straight and it's finer hair, it won't hold a curl as well. And if you're looking for a wig to hold a tight wave, for a long time then that's not the wig for you. You want to find something that's naturally ha- has more coarseness to it because that will hold the wig better. Another thing I always tell my customers or I sometimes tell my customers you're, you're gonna like it the least when you're sitting in the chair because the wear of your wig has a lot to do with your hands. So if you have a being that you're always brushing out of your your face then it's going to be trained by your hand moving it out of your face for the next two or three days, right? Or I'll always, almost always set curls just to drop tighter than the customer wants them because there's going to naturally fall a little bit. So if you want it to last a good, you know, a few weeks, couple months, whatever it is, then we want to give it that extra hold to begin with and then give it that time to kind of fall to a place where you really like it. Um, obviously it shouldn't take two months for it to fall. You want to be able to look in the mirror and love what you see. Um, and that's, that's also something I always tell my customers that you need to look in the mirror. And you need to see yourself. If you don't see yourself, then we just back to drawing board. Let's keep working on it.
0: I love that. Again, like super simple and really helpful. So I, I feel like I'm putting you on the spot here, but what would you say would be some of the main things that a person who is new to wearing a wig would need to know to like get the most out of it to not destroy it to you know make sure that it can last and she's taking good care of it
1: basic maintenance so you want to you know hang up your wig properly on a head on styrofoam head or some head some sort of head like that please do not ever hang up your wig on a hook because that can really ruin the cap so it has to be some sort of molded head shape you know like Circular, or even flat, it just has to be not pointy. <laughs> oh, this is my wig stylist pet peeve. You don't wanna ever put T-pins into the skin top. So the skin top is that U on the top of the head where it looks like skin rather than netting. And you do not wanna put pins in there because it can, it can puncture a hole, it can rip the skin top and that is not cheap to fix. Don't leave them in your bathroom. The humidity will kill the the set. So if you have a master bathroom,
0: whatever it is, put them on your dresser instead. How about, I I know this question comes in a lot, like how often should I get my wig washed and set? Yeah, that, there's definitely a lot of controversy in the wig
1: world about that. Um, The tagline that I was taught was six to eight weeks. I don't actually think, between me, you, and the however many people are listening to us here, (laughs) that you need to wash your wig every six to eight weeks. Some of it definitely comes down to personal preference. You know, I have some customers that will wash their wigs every six to eight weeks. They don't like the smell that it starts to get or the kind of oiliness. Um, Personally, I actually, I don't know if it's a combination of, you know, the shoemaker's kids don't have shoes, but I very rarely wash my own wig mainly because I have the ability I guess to just touch it up and run there it it is a balance because the more you're washing it the more wear it's taking you know obviously you want your wig stylist to make sure that she's washing it properly and correctly not to ruin it on any level but at the same time every wash there is a, a wash and a wear element to that so you want to kind of space it out according to your personal preference of how you like to wear it.
0: You know, it's gonna depend you know. also, right, on like do you wear your wig all day long every day and it's your main one and you're wearing it, right? And then if you have three and you're interchanging them, are you wearing scarves most of the time?
1: For sure. Absolutely. The amount that you wear it is definitely going to have to to play a part in how often you're having it washed and styled for sure.
0: I think this is probably the most practical episode I have ever had. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like how do I shampoo my hair
0: <laughs> oh my gosh no like this is just like I feel like this is when we just need to let people like guys just ladies that are listening send this to your friend that is in the middle of this like give her a sense of just like calm down here's what we need to know it's gonna be okay yeah it doesn't have to be hard yeah.
1: listen at the end of the day that that's really the bottom line is like it, it is gonna be okay and you know you asked me in the beginning what um I forgot how you phrased it what inspires me, what, why I'm so passionate about the topic. Um, and I'll tell you the truth without detail, obviously, but I, before in my pre-Shethomaha days before I was a wig stylist, um, I actually had a very, very traumatic and negative experience after having sent a wig to get washed and the service, the customer service that I was met with and just the details of the ins and outs of what happened was, it was not pleasant and it was not fun. And I guess that that experience has shaped how I run my business and how I, I hope that I treat my customers. And at the end of the day, I recognize that you're sitting in my chair and you're trying to accomplish a mitzvah. And if I can, if I can be a part of that, if I can help make that easier for you, then I'm gonna do anything in my power to make sure that, that it is, that it is easier and more pleasant. Um, you know, I don't, I definitely don't want to be the source of anybody's stress with regards to the mitzvah or accomplishing, you know, what you need to accomplish when it comes to Kisoy Roj, when it comes to covering your hair. Um, and another, and at the same time, I, you know, living in Atlanta, I have a lot of customers who, unlike me, did not grow up with the concept of covering your hair. And I know Kayla, you could probably relate to that more. Um, and I literally, I, I, I don't take for granted for a second my exposure, you know, before my marriage, and the, 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 the fact that it was a sure thing that I was that I was going to cover my hair. And when I see my customers that every single day that they put on a shetel or a scarf or a hat, whatever it is, and I am in awe. I'm in awe of them because I can't even imagine. How, how much more challenging it is to do this Mr. Every Day and to do it happily um, when you didn't have that exposure, you know, so that that's my passion. And that's my, that's where I get my inspiration from. It's really from my customers. It really truly is. Last year we, I had the opportunity to spearhead and bring Charlene Aminoff. Were you here for that? No, no. So we brought Charlene to town and it was a big part of this, this you know this feeling of just that i really wanted to be able to imbue the women of the community with with the the ruchmias element the spiritual element of covering your hair the feel good element of why do i do this every day and how do i do this every day and there are laws surrounding it and you can get into the whys and the hows sure and you can be busy with hats, scarves shatel, not shatel, how much am i covering how much am i showing and all of those little details but i really i really felt it was important for the women of the community to just have that sense that fresh sense of you know emotion around mm-hmm. the mitzvah and if you don't know charlene's story we can't get into it now i think
0: no, um, i will include i'll i'll include it whatever i can find for her on the episode yeah, people yeah, people she, can, because they absolutely should, she basically sure.
1: she took on the mitzvah in a moment of prayer to god watching her daughter suffering um her daughter almost drowned and she was why I, I don't want to do a disservice to the story but she watched her daughter drown. Her husband, who is Hatsella, was doing CPR on her daughter. And she just, in that moment, basically said, um, she grabbed a scarf, she wrapped it around her head, and she said, if you let my golly live, I'm going to continue covering my hair. And and she did. And now you know, she's a religious woman, has a beautiful family, and she actually started a wig company on that premise. Um, but there's just something about stopping and saying, you know, ayaka, right? Like we started, where are you? Where am I in this mitzvah? How am I connecting to it? Um, and if you, if you make that choice to just, don't worry, be happy, <laughs> then, <laughs> then you can, you really can.
0: And I think that's so important also for those of us for whom like whether you, like you, you grew up with it or like me, you've just been doing it for so long that at this point, it's not a question that we can cover our hair all day long or we can cover our hair and allow it to infuse us with inspiration and connection and spirituality in our daily life, right? And that check-in that you're suggesting like, allows us to take something that maybe we're just doing anyway and it's just by rote and elevate it and just have that extra awareness. So I know I'm taking a lot of inspiration out of this conversation, so thank you so much and I'm sure it's going to translate to our audience as well.
1: Awesome, thank you. So, so for much. people,
0: I know like everyone in New York and New Jersey is crying right now. They're gonna fly to Atlanta as soon as they're allowed, so they can come to you because you. Clearly- oh. <laughs> but how can people contact you? Where can they find you?
1: Um, Instagram, Alisheva Wigs Atlanta is great on my phone. So it's easy for me to see any messages. You can post my email, my phone number. I'm happy to give okay. you any contact info. All
0: right. So I'll put that in the episode notes. If you want to connect with Elishev over there, you can. Sure. Thank you so much for taking this time. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank this was so fun. Much. It was so good to see yes. you. <laughs> and that's what happens when I just continue schmoozing with a podcast guest and never give my husband a chance to cut off the audio at a normal ending time. So ladies. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot out of that episode. I'd love to hear from you. You can always email me Kayla at first You can find me in all the places and I will be back here next week. I'm so excited to share with you the next podcast episode. It's already recorded waiting for you and I think you're going to love it. So see you back here next week. Bye-bye.